Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. I have a special guest with me here today, Miss Janae, or I'm sorry, Mrs. Janae, <laughs> from the Confessions on a Red Couch podcast, or Confessions from a Red Couch podcast. Now, I'm not starting out great, am I? It's I am okay. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah. So for those listeners out there, I have been you know, finding some amazing fellow podcasters out there on Instagram recently. I came across Janae's podcast like a few weeks back. And I've been listening to a few episodes myself. And after listening to a couple episodes, I was like, you know, I probably need to see if I can find a way to get, you know, Janae on my podcast. And so we finally got her on the podcast today. And I wanted just to start off really quick with just, you know, asking you some questions about your podcast. Like what made okay. you decide to start your podcast? Like what was the initial inspiration? So I started out as a blogger. Um, Confessions from a Red Couch started out initially as a blog um, about, I guess, five years now. Um, I was in a crazy mental space um, and needed like a way to vent. And so it started out as a blog and people were reading it. And then, you know, podcasting became big and somebody was like, you should make that into a podcast. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to because then people will have to hear my voice. And so uh, I think um, when I met my husband, actually, we were talking and I, and I ran the idea by him and he was like, yes, do it, you need to. And so uh, we got married and then Two weeks after that, I started podcasting. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. for those who, you know, like, obviously I'm hoping that people will listen to this episode and then go check out your podcast after that. For those who have never been to your podcast before, what exactly is like the the theme of the podcast? Like, what do you focus on with your podcast? So I focus on improving the relationship with yourself, um, you know, dealing with your traumas, dealing with your issues, you know, your self-love issues and in self-care because um, it improves the relationships that you have with other people. So I talk about, you know, mental health, physical health, um, spiritual health. We go into a lot of that. And then we also talk about how um, that relates with your relationships with your friends, family, loved ones, spouse, and all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I was so the first episode I listened to was your most recent episode, mm -hmm. so, which I'm sure is what most people do when they go to a podcast, right? Right. They, they click on the first thing they see. Mm -hmm. So, but the title grabbed me, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, like, yes. I was like, I, I love a good title. So like mm -hmm. right away, I was like, I need to know what this episode's about. So I clicked on the <laughs> details and then I like just, and then, you know, I clicked on and I was like, okay, I got 16 minutes. I can listen to this right now. Let me, let me yeah. turn this on real quick. And <laughs> I loved the idea of the episode. I love the idea of, you know, just like, there are certain times in your life where you feel as though that you don't like, that you should like, you don't really appreciate yourself as much yeah. as you should. Mm -hmm. And I was just really just connecting with that idea. I feel like there's too much times like in our society where we're always told to strive for more that we never take a, 
we never take a second to like step back and reflect on what we have accomplished exactly. and being happy for ourselves. I thought that mm-hmm. was a, a great topic, a discussion. You know, like as far as that's concerned though, like what is it that you would say is like the thing about your podcast that like kind of like brings the most like value to you? Like, what do you love about your podcast? I love um, my podcast because we give tips. Like whenever we're, we're on, I like to call it confession time on the red couch. Uh, we have, me and my guests have really good discussions. Uh, and while we're having those discussions, you know, good gems are being dropped. I've had um, people come on and we talk about purpose and, you know, how we can get there to purpose. I've had other um, others come on. My, my best episode, I have to say, the one that I had the most fun on and kind of cheered me up in a place where I was, was called Black Joy with, okay. um, with uh, a creator, a podcaster, fellow podcaster called Crown Riri. And we were talking about, you know, just with the environment and just everything that's going on, <laughs> we were talking about uh, what, why we should be happy to be Black you know, what things bring us joy to be Black. And so, you know, it, it kind of starts, you were talking about the reflection piece, like, you know, it helps you reflect on the things that you can do to bring yourself joy, bring yourself peace, bring yourself in just a good, um, a good head space, a good mind space, you know, things like that. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I love all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there's, you know, just certain times in life where we have to just, you know, like reflect on why we love ourselves, you know, exactly. talk about that a little bit more because there's just, there's too much negativity in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that I really connected on also in the episode when I was listening to it was you were talking about some of the things you had accomplished, like having two master's degrees. <laughs> yes, Congratulations I do. <laughs> on that. Tell me a little more you. about that. Like, tell me, like, what are the degrees that you have and why did you decide to get your education with, with those subjects? Um, well, my undergrad is in biology and um, it was funny. I remember the year I graduated and I told my mom, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she laughed <laughs> and she said, you don't have any kids. You don't, ha- you're not married. You're single. You don't have anything to tie you down. So figure out what you want to do. So I kind of took a year um, after college um, I was, uh, what was I doing in that year? I was a grad graduate coach on my team. I went to the University of Missouri where I was a track athlete. And so I got to be like a graduate coach after I graduated because I was still competing. And I just took some time. I took some education courses and I was like, okay, I want to be a teacher. And um found out that I could, they had a program at my college, at my school that where I could earn my master's degree in science curriculum and instruction and get my certification. And it was kind of like a, you know, a fast track course. I wouldn't say it was fast tracked. It was still like a year and a half, (laughs) but um, I went through that and I graduated and then I started teaching and I was like, okay, what's next? And they, uh, the university, Lamar University here in Texas had a program for educational leadership to get your, your certification to be a principal. And I was like, all right, sign me up. So <laughs> it was like, boom, boom. It just kind of felt, you know, felt right to do it. Okay. So how long did it take to get your master's degrees? Like after you had your bachelor's degree? 
Um, not that long. I want to say I so I graduated in 2005 um, with my undergrad. And then I want to say I started like that next fall. So I, I started, um, I started teaching, well, not teaching, like substitute teaching and just taking, you know, some random courses in education. And then, um, uh, yeah, I wasn't out of school for that long. It was kind of like I was trying to make sure I didn't lose my groove or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Now, I've heard a lot of people talking about like, I have some friends of mine and other people mm -hmm. that I know who, you know, went to college, but they didn't finish or they mm -hmm. went to college and got their like undergraduate degree and they're like scared to go back for their master's. Like mm -hmm. what advice would you give to those people, people who just want to continue or finish their education, who just, you know, never got to where they wanted to be. Do you think it's worth it to go back? I do. Um, if it's in, if it's worth it in your field, I say do it. Um, I, I was just fortunate enough that it helped me become a teacher. And so that's why I did it. But a, 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 an advanced degree always brings on more money. That's one thing, you know, you can check that box off. But if you still have a mind to do it and, you know, you, it's, it, it is stressful because now we're, you know, you're an adult and yeah. you have other things going on and, you know, um, just just make the time if that's something that you want to do to better yourself i say do it yeah you know it's it's um it's not the the cleanest you know segue here but just mm -hmm. thinking about college right now i couldn't help but just think about the last thing that made me think about college was um watching the uh the graduation speech that uh mm -hmm. that i saw chadwick boseman do just a couple yes. days ago and i I don't, I don't know about you, but I was a, a really big, just, you know, like Marvel fan. So yep. uh, when I, um, when I heard about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, that was, uh, that was hard for me to hear just, just for a lot of different reasons. You know, mm -hmm. I think for me personally, you know, just like knowing that the man was going through all that while he was filming all those movies and just yes. uh, have the kind of strength that he had to, to just like put on that face and just go to work every day and portray mm -hmm. like this character that like kids for generations are going to, you know, look mm -hmm. up to and be like, Oh, like, you know, like there's a black superhero on right. TV and you know, he's a King and you know, just like, I can't believe he went through all that while he was going through cancer treatments. Like that is just, yeah, that's that super was sad big. for me. I, um, that it hurt my heart. <laughs> Cause like you, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a big Marvel fan, but that I think, I don't know. That one hurt me. It hurt me deep. Um, and like you said, the strength that it just took for him to, he just kept creating and doing, you know, and just, it was like, I don't, I don't know. You know how people get bad news and they just stop living? Like yes. he, he kept living in his purpose. No matter, yes. you know, and I know, like you said, I know it was hard. I know chemo is a, Oh, chemo is, is just something else, you know, and then the pain and the operations and just, and he just kept going. Like he knew he had to do it. Uh, I don't know. That is, that is a tough one. You know, I, um, that is one of those like things that I, I will appreciate even more now. Cause I've always loved the black Panther movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I was telling um, 
uh, Lynette, who does the Nice to Meet You podcast. I was mm -hmm. on her podcast uh, over the weekend, and I was telling her that I hadn't been to the movies in four years. And after right. not going to the movies for four years, the first movie I went to see was Black Panther. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I was just really impressed because, you know, as a Marvel fan, like, a lot of their movies have a hard time finding a way to balance being serious while still being True. a good movie. Mm -hmm. And that movie did not struggle with that at all. That was just an excellent movie. Right. I thought he did really well in it. I was looking forward to it. I got even a little bit more sad today when I was reading the statements from the director, Ryan yes. Coogler, who said that yeah. he would spend the last year writing words and scenes that he thought that Chadwood would be speaking and walking mm -hmm. around in. And that's never going to happen now. But yeah. You know, those sad things happen in life, but, you know, kind of yeah. like transitioning back to some happier things that are happening mm -hmm. in life. One of the things I also heard that you talk about was that you actually made it to the Olympic trials. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> I is, did. That is a, that must have been a really happy moment. Like, let's, let's, get, let's get back a little some more positive here. Like, yeah, why sure. were you at the Olympic trials? And, um, you know, what exactly <laughs> happened there? So, um, I, it was, it's one of those stories that you tell and people are like, what? So in high school, I was recruited uh, to college to be a sprinter, not a thrower. Um, but um, I had some issues with the coach, the sprint coach. And um, I remember talking to my mom and I love her. We actually went to the same school and both did track. So that was fun. Um, but I changed events my freshman year just so I could be happy. And um, I, I went from being a sprinter to a shot putter. So I didn't have the usual build of now I do because I'm, I'm grown. <laughs> and I like food. But, uh, but um, I started out as a sprinter, turned, changed into a shot putter, thrower. You know, they try to give me throw everything and some things I was like, I'm not doing it. Um, and I was blessed to become a, a really good thrower. <laughs> yeah. Um, a good shot putter, like the girl who won, she's not a girl, she's a grown woman who won um, the Olympics, not, uh, what year was that? Where are we? In 2016, she won the Olympics in the shot put. I actually beat her. In oh. College, so that's my claim to think. Yeah. I beat her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay. but yeah, so I changed and became a thrower and, you know, it was, it was a hard decision, but it was a good decision. It was not an easy task. Um, I worked hard every single freaking day. I worked my butt off. And then one day it just clicked my, about my sophomore year. It kind of clicked. I broke the school record my junior year. I qualified for nationals. NCAAs and my senior year it was Olympic trials time and I hit the standard and I made it okay. and um and so it was always funny because people would I would check in to throw and people would look at me and be like what's she about to throw and <laughs> like what's she about to do and I swear my competitors like when um I, I had a couple of good friends who threw for Nebraska and my, my whole body was like the size of one of their legs, you know, and they kind of, <laughs> they, they had like a foot over me, but I was, I was a force to be reckoned with and I was determined. And so I didn't, didn't make it all the way to the Olympics, but um, I did make some money, which paid my way through grad school. So. You know what? 
that sounds like one hell of an achievement to me. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Now, I would, you know, I have to say this is a political podcast. So I do need to ask your opinions on some of the issues going on here in our country. Uh You okay with that? Yes, I am. All right. Well, for everyone else who's listening, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have some more questions here with Janae. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Indie Thought listeners, has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We are still here with Janae. Now, Janae, I just had a couple questions about, you know, your feelings on some of the issues going on in the mm-hmm. country right now. You know, we mm-hmm. just, you know, for those who are listening to this in the future, this <laughs> is August 31st. So we just got done with the last week, which was, you know, basically all the fallout from, you know, Jacob Blake being shot up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Now, so... One of the things I like to do when people come on the show is I like to give, mm-hmm. you know, like you a chance to tell people like where you're at in the country. Can you tell people just like where you live at currently, like city and state? So I am in Houston, Texas. And if you have no clue what that is, we were one of the hot spots for COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like, you know, like in and around Houston after, you know, like Jacob Blake got shot? Like, like, was it like a big story in the area or was it like a story that like people kind of just like blew off? Like, how did it hit the community? Um, I don't, it didn't, they didn't blow it off, but I can tell you now um, it has been, it's like sensory overload. Does that make sense? Like in what way? In, in the way that it's just like, how much more needs to happen before you start listening to us about, you know, the police needing to be restructured. 
it's, it's like, how much more? How much more do we need to, how many more people need to die in order or become hurt or just senseless violence and it's with police brutality? How much more? How much more do we need for people to get the clue? You know, just wake up about it. And so um, I honestly have stayed off of social media when it comes to that because I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> me personally i'm i'm tired um especially when i am not even going to say his name the terrorist who went in and began who carried a gun over state lines and he was underage and killed people and was not arrested right like you know right off the bat that that i'm utterly disgusted and tired that's and i think that's the feeling that I've been hearing around my city, just disgusted and tired. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I live out here in Montana. So Ooh. I'm in, in mostly a white state yes. and I live in probably the most like liberal part of this state. Mm -hmm. So like there is actually more Democrats than there are Republicans where I'm at, which right. I think is the only place in the state that I can say that. Mm -hmm but I still have a lot of people who are conservative who are like on my Facebook feed. And so I actually get to see yeah. like a mixture mm -hmm. of opinions. So mm -hmm. all the time, just like whenever, yeah. whenever anything happens politically, I get it's always something. Yeah. I always get a mix of opinions in my, like mm -hmm. in my timeline. I just scroll down. It's just like conservative liberal over and over and over again. Yep. So the, the issue that I see with a lot of people who are, on the conservative part of my timeline mm -hmm. is they like to talk about things like oh well the guy you know like got shot because he kept walking away from the police like right. if he just complied he wouldn't have been shot now i have come out and said that like you know maybe the man didn't do himself any favors by doing mm -hmm. that but mm -hmm. i don't know that walking away from a police officer you know like entitles right. a police officer to end your life right for seven, seven, to get shot in your back seven times, like in the back, like who, who does that? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I personally don't understand it. And, you know, I feel like unfortunately because of that, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, I see some of this stuff happening on Fox News right now. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find a way to actually blame everybody in the country who's upset about this and saying that, you know, like they don't care about like, uh, complying with the police and you know like they're the ones who are actually the radicals and yeah. these people defund the police and abolish the police and mm -hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of just like disinformation out there right same now. same and, I would have to agree and it just it leads me to thinking that like right now is like now it is more important than ever that people need to get out and vote in this election. Mm -hmm. Are people actually excited about this election down in Houston where you're at? Or is it one of those things where people just kind of like, they're not really thinking about it right now? So Houston is, um, will be one of the blue spots in Texas. <laughs> is right. that right? Blue? Right. Yeah. 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 It's, we're, you know, because we're a big city. Um, and you do hear a lot of people are like, I can't wait to vote. It's, it's mixed emotions because, you know, it's the whole, then you have those who are like, oh, well, you know, it's the uh, same side of a coin, whatever. Right. It's just a lot of that. I'm, pers I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous because I have no clue what's going to happen. 
And I think it's because I see people getting their information solely from Facebook and memes rather than actually going and doing research on the candidates, you know, like, like you should be doing, go to their websites, like really look at the information and don't go by, well, I heard that this person said uh, such and such and such, and they got their information from this person. And none of these people have any knowledge, real knowledge about anything. <laughs> right. No, that, that is actually, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a true thing. I am, I'm in a podcast group mm-hmm. for a friend of mine's podcast. His, his podcast is called the Lip Service Podcast. Mm-hmm. And in that group just yesterday, I like asked the question, um, you know, like, where do you get your news from? And mm-hmm. I, I had a bunch of different options on there, you know, like online publications, you know, TV, mm-hmm. social media. And um, I get my information a lot from like YouTube. I think there's a right. lot of like independent like news sources out there that mm-hmm. actually care about getting the story right. Like they don't care about being like on the left or on the right. Like they just care about right. getting the story straight. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I go to YouTube to get my stuff. And I was thankfully surprised a lot of people in the group that I was in also said YouTube. But uh-huh. I saw a lot of people say social media, like from right. Facebook and from Twitter and from Instagram. And yeah. I just don't know that that's really the best place to get your information from because anyone can make a meme. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, and there's no information <laughs> behind it. You never know what the source is from. You nope. never know what the intention is. How about this? I saw a meme that was recycled from when um from before the primaries yes so it was a meme that was talking about uh bernie sanders and by the way i am a bernie girl <laughs> i can't help it i'm a bernie girl i know i know i also but, know i also support him you know like i actually i have i have so many episodes talking about bernie but mm-hmm. for those I who love- listen to this for the first time Go back and check out my previous episode. Yes, please do, (laughs) because I am a big time Bernie girl. But I remember seeing the same meme with, and they put Bernie's name on it. And now I've seen it, same meme, they put Biden's name on it. And it's not even the truth. It was about like how he would tax the middle class and how much he would tax the middle class. And I was like, that's not even in his, he's never talked about doing that. Where are right. y'all getting y'all's information from? Like, just because it's a meme, people, that doesn't mean it's law or true. Right. It's not. It's not. Yes. And I feel like this is like, now that, you know, I asked you in the first segment, like, why you decided to make a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. see, this topic right here, what we're touching on, mm-hmm. this is the reason why I decided to make a podcast. I get it. Was because yeah. I was watching all of the bull like information come out during the primary Mm -hmm. season you know about like just a bunch of stuff that wasn't true yeah my friends and i we would talk about it we was like Mm -hmm. like this is false but people keep spreading it anyway Mm -hmm. and then i was like you know what maybe i'll only reach 100 people who knows what who i'll reach but i want to make a podcast next try to reach some people and talk Mm -hmm. about what i'm seeing and calling out the nonsense when i see it right so i appreciate that you were also doing that because i feel like yeah. that's like the most important way to cut through all the stupidness that we mm-hmm. see online yeah so i definitely appreciate that you're welcome <laughs> so before you know we end the podcast here for today one of the last questions i want to ask you was you know when it comes to um like mail-in voting mm-hmm. 
What what are, what are your thoughts on that? I heard that Texas has some uh, some weird like regulations around like mail-in voting. Like you have to submit some kind of like request form and you have to like give some some excuse as to why you can't vote in person or my miss my miss knowing that do you know no, anything about um, that I, I kind of I've stayed away from it because I don't understand I guess for me I'm not understanding the whole issue behind it because people have been mail-in voting doing mail-in voting for years right like and now all of all of a sudden there's an issue with it so it's that's one of those things where when I started hearing people say all these things I just I started shutting it out because I was like you know, my, my sister was a flight attendant and, okay. and she would, that's the way she would have to vote. If she knew she couldn't, you know, wasn't here in a space or she will be traveling, she would mail in vote and right. it was no issue, you know? And so now, because we have this idiot in office, don't care, uh, idiot in office who's spewing all this stuff and these people are gobbling it up like it's truth because he says something now it's an issue with mail-in voting i don't get it like i don't understand it <laughs> wow I don't know. that the donald trump's ability to just spread lies and make half the country believe it to be true i think deserves its own couple episodes it which uh it, it might come down the pipe uh for those who listening true. right now janae I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today mm -hmm. thank you for taking some time out of your day uh before we uh, end the podcast would you uh just uh really quickly just plug yourself tell people where they can find you where they can find your podcast all right so um once again the name of the podcast is confessions from maria couch it is where um we help you improve the relationship with yourself so you don't take your trash to others because no one wants your unresolved issues. Um, you can find the podcast on all major listening platforms. But if you don't want to go chin for it, just go to confessionsfromaredcouch.com and click the tab linked podcast and you will be able to hear all of the episodes. Um, I usually drop every Wednesday. Um, right now I'm on a hiatus. I'm just doing more guest work <laughs> and, um, and trying to give myself a creative break before I dive back into it. Okay. So everyone out there, go check out her podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Give her a five-star rating. Yes, please, Apple, thank you. Because four-star ratings just don't belong to anyone. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Hey, here's another funny story. Let me tell you about this. And then I'm going to yeah. let you go because somebody gave me a one star one time. Oh, my God. And I went off on them on the podcast. And like, <laughs> you are such a bully. I was like, no, I put in too much work for one star. You're going to give me <laughs> give me what I worked for. <laughs> Oh my god. I, I thankfully haven't gotten one yet, but mm -hmm. I'm always assuming that I'll get one eventually. Like at some yeah. point someone's gonna be like, Oh, your opinion's stupid once. Right. You know, so <laughs> I know it's coming, but yeah. It'll stop come. stop just, hating. Just just don't oh hate. God. Don't be a hater all your life. Just yeah, oh. just calm down. But <laughs> if you found this video on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and to close out the day, I'd like to just give a quote of inspiration here going forward. And my quote of the day here is, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small mm -hmm. people always do that. But yes. the really great make you feel that you too can become great. Truth. 
All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember to always embrace your independence. I'll see you next time. Thank you.